Coming up in the first LSD podcast of 2023, Dwayne and Rhonda Craig, the masterminds behind the award-winning Theater at the Colony, pull back the curtain to provide fans with the behind-the-scenes tour and a candid discussion of the secret to their success. The LSD podcast number eight starts right now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to podcast number eight. We have a great show for you today. And as always, you remember why we do these podcasts. It's because we're going to tell you something that you normally didn't know. And you're going to find that out today because we have the Craigs with us today (laughs) from the theater at the Colony. And we're literally going to pull back the curtain and we're going to learn about some things that you didn't really know. And what a great career and what great enjoyment you guys have brought to the fans. And we're going to get to that. But first... Let me tell you who our sponsor is today. It's BOE Texas. And as you remember, BOE Texas is the one-stop shop for members of the LISD family to refinance or get a new home loan. And you'll hear more about BOE Texas very shortly. So first, Rhonda and Dwayne, welcome. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Welcome to the LISD microphones. (laughs) All right. It's so great to have you. You know, and as we were talking about earlier in our little uh, pre-meeting there, uh, since I don't know that much about uh, the, the-, the theater at the Colony and exactly, uh, you know, y'all's background, this is going to be a great lesson for me as well. So, so we're going we're gonna to have fun with this. So I know, as I said, I've been involved directly and indirectly with LISD for many years. But, you know, there's always, there, for years, there's this buzz about the fine arts department that LISD has had. I mean, from it, it's almost like a district culture from winning mm-hmm. state championships, Absolutely. and I know we'll get into specifically with the colony and what you guys have done, but just real briefly, what is it about this this thing that LISD Fine Arts brings to the table? Yeah, it's, it's a very special place to be, and I think we have to go back about probably about 10 or 12 years to see exactly how it kind of started. And so in those early days, uh, Bill Watson and Missy Head were, uh, they were the fine arts coordinators and directors, and they saw what the need was in LISD for for fine arts. And so they really worked hard in bringing in uh, directors, and fortunately we were a part of that. And so those early days, we were all really working well together, working hard together. And immediately we saw the results of that. We saw the Colony going to state in one act play. We saw LHS going to state in one act play. We saw Flower Mound in Hebron. And so all of those schools were working together. And it was thanks, I guess, to the vision of those two of, of what what it could be. Now, they have both retired since then, but that legacy continues uh, to this day, the, the, the strength of those programs. Right. And I always say that success breeds success. So mm-hmm. when one area starts, you know, being successful, then the other ones kind of join in because it's so much fun. And in fact, our I don't want to play too far ahead, but our first state championship here, uh, we won the 5A state championship on one night and the very next night. LHS won the 6A state championship, yeah. and that made it even more sweet. We were able to support Celebrate. our sister schools, and it just made it uh, just so much more special for our kids. Well, and then the next year, it was us and Flower Mound. Flower Mound. Mm-hmm. And then the next year, it was the Colony and, and Hebron. Hebron. Right. So, um, and so all those kids are really close, you know, all the theater kids are really close with each other. They go and support each other's programs and, and shows and, and things like that. So it really is... It really is a family atmosphere. 
you know. It's, it is such a culture. I, I use that word a lot, you know. Absolutely. I, I do a lot of uh, sports analogies, football mm-hmm. analogies. And if you look at a major major program like Alabama or LSU or things like that, you know, that they just, they're just winners. And kids right. go there because they know that they're going to be a winning team. Right. And I, I, I don't have any specific uh, – proof that this is happening but i bet it is i bet there are yeah. students that come to lisd especially within the colony area to to be able to be part of a winning program well and, like and we're very blessed too by by um you know originally it was dr rogers and now dr rap of course and and our school board they see the value and uh, along with our administration they, they see the value in what we're doing and they make sure that our kids and all all of the campuses have the best equipment from lighting to stages to to whatever to make them successful so we we can't thank our administration and right and it, all mean, of them just to watch every all of the departments evolve and and the facilities evolve and has been such a blessing to oh my watch goodness, and, yeah. and see as they moved along i think you're absolutely right and i see that you guys got to take a little brief tour of the oh, facility wow. out right. here right and you can see uh, that that applies here I, as I'm well. I'm still as in awe of this facility. It's top incredible. Top-level uh, yeah. equipment and, and facilities. So when it comes to – let me ask you this. When, when it comes to the talent, you know, I know that, you know, there's a lot of things that goes into this to make it mm-hmm. successful every year. Mm-hmm. But how in the world – do we do you guys and and the our other fine arts directors be able to get the type of talent that we get year after year i I think one of the things that's made all of our programs so successful is that we start um young very and we start those kids and uh, you know either we're bringing them into see shows from first grade on and uh, we're spending a lot of time cultivating that that culture at our middle schools so that they understand that we don't train kids um you know just for that year we train kids for a future in this and when you invest that much time and energy into kids they they know that you're you're in it for the long haul and you're they're ready to work for you and they start nurturing and caring for their uh, talents and it just keeps going from there and we've been able to see amazing mm-hmm. things in all of the programs i mean uh, even uh, on our campus the dance program we've just seen them uh, just you know start at one point and then when that dance instructor comes in and starts investing in their time they just grow and grow and grow and now they're unstoppable yeah i think i think one of the keys is is really reaching those middle school kids because if we don't grab them when they're in middle school it's kind of hard to get them later on and so one of the programs that we developed early on um, with our middle schools is we have a mentor mentee program and it's where our our top theater kids take on one of the advanced kids in the middle school and they become their mentor mentee and so uh, you know they'll they'll go and support them in their shows and and they'll bring them over when we have shows and, and they're constantly in contact with them about you know how are you doing in this class or uh, how's this audition coming in and that sort of thing so it, we start developing that family atmosphere you know from an early early thing on point on now I, okay so yeah. oh, obviously the training that goes in but you know I, as I told you guys a minute ago, I in a previous life I was in the the production business for years on the on the behind the camera mm-hmm. and always had a real fond place in my heart for actors. They just I just admired them so much for what they did. Is, is there a secret? I mean, is there a secret to being just a great actor? Forget mm. the training part. I mean, I understand that, but I mean, is there a is there a secret behind it that just really 
separates them from all of the rest of us. We've always told our kids to keep it real, keep it simple, keep it honest. And um, I think that our kids are, are have know that that is exactly what we expect them to do. And so as long as they are honest with their audience and have that relationship with their audience, they're going to be very successful at that. We don't we. We don't even worry about doing a lot shows. Of, a lot of times when we get new actors, we'll say, can you just stop acting? Stop <laughs> acting, you know, because they come in and think they, they have to act, you know, and, and that's not what we want. And that's not what an audience member wants. They just want someone that's going to be real and they just honest stay in character out all there. The, all the yeah. whole time. Yeah, absolutely. But we spend a lot of time thinking, you know, in preparation, what do you want the audience to feel when they see your performance? Mm-hmm. How do you want them to leave I changed? I think that's the key. I, I agree. Changed. I, I think and so uh, certainly for one act, and if we're going to put that much work into a show, it has to be about something bigger than a trophy. It and has to be, be really tough mm-hmm. with a, what, 15, 16-year-old student, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. I mean, to, to, to get in where they, they can really understand what that goal is and what they're trying to do, rather than to just say, mm-hmm. okay, i got to read my lines and i got to make sure I don't mess right. up here. But, but it's something that we really kind of pushed to, to our kids because with the success of the program comes a lot of pressure as well. And so we started seeing with our kids, it was like if one year that we were successful – all that pressure was put on the next group. And so we had to get away from from the wins. And fo- so finally we started focusing on what do we want to tell our audience? What message do we want to get out, out there? And then we finally kind of pushed it into the kids and, and, to, and to me as well because I'm very competitive. You know, at the end of the day, what was our message? And how did that audience leave? Were they better people because of it? And it, it really made the difference. Boy, does that show. I mean, you yeah. guys just, uh, um, there's nobody better that I can think of right now that knows how oh. to do that and knows how to make that audience feel when they leave. Okay, so let's bring it back kind of on into to your particular situation okay. with the colony. How did it all begin? <laughs> it started on a very cold spring break day before we were even hired at the colony i'll let let Rhonda tell we were at our previous school and they were having um a one-act play clinic where there was a a clinician Mm. there that would work our one-act play so we had brought our other play there and um missy head was over there and we were just kind of looking at the facility and i kept I'd never been into the Colony High School or anything like this. And I said, you know, if this was my program, I would call it Theater at the Colony. I just think that that would be a great way to incorporate. And if it was mine, uh, especially being the smaller district, you know, the 5A of it, I would try to incorporate it for the whole community, have theater for the whole community, not just the high schoolers. And so uh, a couple of months later, Missy called and said, um, yeah, that theater at the colony thing. Why don't you come over and, and let's talk about how so, how we can make that happen. So we came over in May, and the interesting thing about it is the um, there was only one theater director at the time at the colony high school. So we knew we both couldn't come into the colony at the beginning, but there was an opening at Lakeview as well for a theater teacher. Middle school. Middle school. And so, um, so they brought us in. They actually interviewed us together. James Both Hill. Both principals, yeah. Jeremy Turner. And Jeremy Turner. They interviewed us together. Um, pretty much said, this is this is for y'all. This is your job if you if you want it. 
And uh, so what they what they did was they had Rhonda at Lakeview for first, second, for the morning. Majority of the morning, yeah. And then she would come over in the afternoons and we would do our, our productions together. So that summer, very hot July day, um, we tend to have a lot of stuff. And so we moved over a U-Haul full of... Um, all of our costumes and and things that that we had personally collected over the years um we came into the theater it was hot there was no air conditioning at all and it was just the two of us and we stood out on that stage we turned on the stage lights at the time there wasn't many stage lights (laughs) the the facility was was in uh not not in the best shape uh not to what it is today anyway and we stood out there and Rhonda just looked at me and she goes can you just imagine the possibilities and, um, you know, and, and that was the thing. Get it was kind of emotional. I know, I know. It was a, I bet it, was, it, was. it was a blank canvas, you know, because at that point the program, and I hate to say it, but it was pretty much non-existent. You know, there was only about 15 kids in the program at the time we, we knew going into it. We know that there hadn't been a lot of success there. And so pretty much it was a blank canvas. And we had the support of both of our administrators, um, Dr. Rogers and the, the fine arts department. So we knew, you know, the sky was the limit of what we and could they do. trusted us to to do our job. I would I would go into Mr. Turner's yeah. office all the time and I'd say, okay, remember when we talked about we were doing this? And he's like, okay, I don't remember anything. I just didn't know that you were the force that you were, yeah. and so I'm just going to get out of your way and let you do what you <laughs> yeah. need to do. And I, I think that was the key to our early days is that they completely trusted us and we were very transparent with them all along you know saying what worked what didn't work we never tried to push the envelope with shows as as some theater directors tend to do um we we quickly found out what our community wanted and needed and uh we just had their support all along what was that what was that first production like did you did you walk Uh, out on the stage and nobody nobody's in there and and you're you're saying are they going to show up or vaguely remember it uh it was uh epic proportions Mm -hmm. and we were so excited and uh we couldn't wait because here we are we're gonna you know and i look out there and we're getting ready to start and there was maybe 12 15 people in the audience and we did that show that night, and I turned around to Rhonda, and I said, have we just made the biggest mistake of our life? <laughs> and so we had to really go back and really decide how we were going to start marketing um, Theater at the Colony. We and- always say that uh, our job is not just to educate students. Our job is to educate everyone else around us because mm-hmm. they don't know what to expect. Right. They don't have that vision. They don't They don't understand what it can be. And so we had the, the privilege of getting to educate mm-hmm. our community and and the district and our administrators on what it could be. And when they started seeing us mm-hmm. invest into those kids and those kids starting to see the bigger picture, and then they got on board. And so by even by the musical of that year, we, we had a great crowd. Number. And then we did um, Little Mermaid. Yes, and that was even more. And so we were getting to, you know, 3,000 audience members for the run of a, of a musical or something. And, and so they, they were like, okay, that, that's a great thing. And we were also investing back into the community. So, uh, the, you know, the colony has an economic development tax. And so we were encouraging all of our families that were coming in to see a show, go ahead and stay at this hotel, go out and eat at these restaurants, invest in this community. Oh, it's be- yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's become our, like our, a destination yeah. and, uh, and our, entertainment our venue. Our booster club, you know, joined the Chamber of Commerce, which was a right. huge thing because 
all of a sudden we were networking with all those business leaders and and that sort of thing so we were being able to get them as sponsors you know and and so it was just um you know Rhonda is a marketing genius and so thankfully uh and so she was really to, able to work all those connections and things like that one of the keys i think to our early success that first year was in one act play um, we, we advanced all the way to region that year, uh, which had never happened at the Colony High School. Uh, we won the first contest and um, we told our principal and we were like, okay, you know, what do we need to do now? And he goes, I don't know. This has never happened here before. We've never advanced. And so then we advanced to the next contest and the next and the next. And all of a sudden there was all this excitement because this program that was non-existent at the Colony is one step away from going to state. Now, sadly, we did we, not. We were alternate. We were state alternate there. to state that first year, which was unheard of. Um, but you know what? That was okay. I, I don't think we needed it that year. I think we needed for those kids to to experience what it was like and to get that little uh, get a fire burning. Yeah, fire burning in there, and you know, and 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 that's all it took. Because then the next year, well, the next year we. We went to state, and believe it now, or not, is, we won. Is that when the uh, the black box started? Is that the where specifically no, for black, the one act? The play? black box did not. Are you talking about when it came to the colony? Yeah, yeah. it did not officially. It was part of the 2017. Bond. Okay, so that was later. Right. Okay, so, so but later. remember, we we had no microphones, we had no lighting, and yeah. so immediately they started investing into the facility. Well, because I, we were having to rent mics for every single one of the things that Rhonda and for, and also we had a big hole in the stage we had a board that had to cover up the hole a in trap the stage. door yeah yeah well well I don't know I don't know if it was a all of, that safe a, a lot of people slip you know tripped in that but in there that. there were termites in that wooden stage and there oh, was a hole my. in it and we and our kids knew exactly where to step over that so I mean the facility needed work and thankfully well, they yeah saw that. and one of the things that Rhonda did early on was that she made sure that everyone had an invitation to our shows from school board to administration to middle school principals, community leaders or whatever. And so people, all these people started coming to the shows and they started kind of seeing why are our kids performing in a space that's not adequate for them? And so thankfully, Dr. Rogers and uh, the school board saw that. And uh, then we started seeing the renovations happening and, and that sort of thing. And then the 2017 bond came along and that's where the black box and all I those things you. happened. Yeah. So how many, how many total productions? Have, oh where, where are you guys up to now? I just figured this out the other well, day. Well, there's been twenty. I I have been I've been doing this for about twenty seven years. So I have twenty seven one act plays. But for myself, since we've come to the colony, I think I said there were twenty. 27, 28 shows total that we've done in yeah. the last decade. So we, we're kind of crazy and that we do <laughs> we do a lot of musicals. And so more musicals than pretty much any. I got any, to see my first, by the did, way, over yes. Christmas time. Yeah. That was and my so first. We, Absolutely we loved it. We normally do three musicals plus our annual Christmas show, which is our it's just a staple for our community now. And, and, and one act play. So unfortunately this year we had to cut the musical, the winter musical due to one act play being so early. We have our first contest in February this year. And so we, we just couldn't do it, but um, yeah. So I know with all, with all those productions, this is probably a really hard question. Do you have a favorite? We, we talked about that. We favorite. talked about this morning and, and every one of them has a favorite part because there's so many kids involved in every one of them and they're all very special. 
we, we kind of, Rhonda's going to talk about a play that's her favorite. Probably my favorite would have to be Bonnie and Clyde. And the reason being, it was just kind of all the stars aligned for us to do that production. We had the right kids for it. We announced it in that summer. Believe it or not, Dallas Summer Musicals at the time here were, they were the uh, producers of that when it was on Broadway. And they had all of the set, all of the costumes, the props, the wigs, the shoes, everything for that show. They decided to get rid of all of it, and they held an auction. We'd never done an auction before. Well, one of our uh, moms was a, she's a professional uh, prop mistress yeah. within Dallas. And so I had told her early on, I know that those cars for Bonnie and Clyde are somewhere in the Metroplex. So if you could help me find that. So Three then cars. she called me and yeah. she said, oh, really? I did better than find you the yeah. cars. Oh, <laughs> yeah. My. So we went, we, we knew when the auction was happening and we went to our booster club and, and we had an emergency meeting to say, this is happening. Can you allot us this amount of money? We'd never done an auction before. We'd never gone mm-hmm. through it, but it was like, we had computers lined up in front of us and believe it or not, we got every single item from that Broadway show except a church pew. Wow, what a what a diverse yeah. film too to and be able to. I mean, I bet these kids love that. Yeah, I mean, oh my obvious, gosh, it was, it was drama, a spectator sport. There's, there's a little day. humor. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's drama. And there's everything. In yeah, that. it was it was huge for our audience. We got a lot of people in who had never seen a musical, but because of the Bonnie Clyde Bonnie and Clyde kind of thing, people were you know interested in it. Everybody families had some kind yeah, of a we story. actually did a, like a documentary that we was showing in the lobbies uh, because everybody in texas has a bonnie and clyde connection it seems like and even yeah. uh, Dwayne had a great aunt that had grown up with clyde yeah. and uh it was so funny so we kept interviewing one of our attendance clerks his dad no, his grandfather mm-hmm. was a sheriff that had arrested him early at one on. point early on and so it, it was really exciting for us to do all that and it, have that experience it was just an unbelievable experience we had the right kids it was we were talking about this the other day there was not one single problem it was just it was easy well and the kids had a kind of a double a double whammy there right because i would imagine a lot of them didn't even know who bonnie and oh Clyde. Absolutely. Yeah. they didn't know the story absolutely. like i mean i grew up Abs- with that yeah that, you know, absolutely. that was the thing back in the 30s, 40s, right. 30s, yeah, 20s, 20s, late 20s, 20s, late 20s uh, early 30s. And even if they didn't have a connection to Bonnie and Clyde, the cool thing was that it got even at the attention of Broadway. And so we had um, the gentleman that wrote the, the musical that contacted us. Um, the, the costume The designer. costume designer. We even, in the auction, mm. we got his original sketches for those costumes. He didn't know where they, where they had gone so to. So he, he had lost touch with it, and he was like, oh my gosh, you have those. That's wonderful. I had no connection. God, a lot, no of, the, a lot of the Broadway actors reached out to our kids to tell them congratulations, and our kids were like, we're wearing your costume I, I wish right I could now. go to Netflix and, and oh watch gosh. it. it was, and watch that's what y'all did with that. So, that when, what year was that? When y'all that was did that? Uh, 2019. 2019 is yeah. yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Okay, just yeah. just a few yeah. years ago. So it was it was, so to me. Sorry, uh, to me that was probably one of yeah. So uh, what's the other one? That that okay. Was, so that okay, was so mine. That, so now. So mine was our 2017 one act. Uh, it's called Second Samuel, and um, we actually stumbled upon this script we had a friend that was doing it at a on the college level and he said i just think this is something you should read and the script just spoke to us and and there were there so was a many lot of issues with the script it was it was kind of told from one perspective we were like oh i don't know if we can do this for for one act right so the playwright um is very 
very friendly and mm-hmm. we reached out to her and she said well uh, y'all can adapt it the way you want to so Dwayne adapted the script and we were able to make some changes where it was more um told from an ensemble's perspective and uh, it just had so many great social issues and it was set in um the early 1960s late 1950s in georgia and so many of those issues were still so prevalent today and um I, I that was the hardest script to ever cut down because I was every, trying to take scenes from magic. and I was like this is just golden yeah. material and I didn't want to take anything away from it and then um we just had such a, a great trip it, it all the way to so stay and it, yeah. yeah no and I it was one of those shows that I probably saw it hundreds of times and I cried every rehearsal I cried every mm. performance it just really uh just got a hold of us and um and, and the uh, the whole way the kids were like, we want to go to state, but it's not about winning. We just want to be able to tell our message and share it with as many people as possible. And, and, that, and that I was guess, an exceptional it, cast. That's what I've always wanted to ask a director too. Is, is it is it a lot easier for you as as a director or as directors to to have that individual passion for that particular story. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Rather because, than to just read the script for the first time. Yeah. Oh, I got to go direct this. And, yeah. But if you really well, have a passion. And and a lot of times, and we're, we're kind of different from other directors. Directors will, a lot of times will choose a script for their kids. But we choose a script a lot of times for ourselves because we have to deal with this for like, Oh gosh! I mean, almost an entire year. We an pick, entire year. And you we have pick to a show early it. on, and then we hope to be still dealing with it in May. And I don't want to do something that that is not going to be mm-hmm. worthy of our time and attention right. and and all of that. Oh, plus it's, it's stressful. Like, I can oh, just feel absolutely. that stress that yeah. you would have. Even as our artistic director, Dwayne will dream what the costumes will look like and what the set will look like. So he doesn't want to pick something. That, Does he wake up in the middle of the night? Yes, and write, and write it, it down. Grabs yeah, the it, sketch it's, pad. It's really weird because people will say, "Where do your ideas come from?" And it's a very it's a very strange process because a lot of times. I'll wake up in the morning and that idea I'll have thought about it or dreamed about it or whatever. And I'm like, oh, okay, this will work. So I, I don't know. It's a weird, my brain is a very weird, weird place to be a part so of. So while we're on that, which is the okay. lighter, the lighter side of things, uh, everybody likes to know something about uh, outtakes and mistakes uh. and bloopers. And I know in, in my <laughs> past business, you know, we would do a lot of things live and uh, the audience never knew it. There's a lot of times they never really knew it, but it was near catastrophe for us. Do you have anything that comes to mind that happened that well, on any of your productions? Fire alarms that tend to that go off in the middle of really stop downs. Some, we've had some fire alarms go off in the middle of two shows, actually, one yeah. not too long ago, um, one early on in our career. A, a lot of things, I think, happen in rehearsals because we have these broad ideas that are that we think we're going to work and, and we'll work and work on it and, and never will. Probably one of the things I'll never live down, and it was in, in 2015. I don't know if Rhonda knows where I'm going with this, but I had the broad idea that I could put a character in a trunk and have kids lay down on stage, put this trunk on the kids, and it would roll across the stage. We tried for two hours that night, and it would not work at all. And I still get grief from the from those kids that were in that show. Miss Craig, you remember that night you spent all that time with us rolling around the stage? I still to this day think it could work. 
Somehow. I just haven't figured it out yet. Uh, well, maybe you'll still get a chance to produce yeah. that. Well, you know. I am amazed by our technicians. Like, I absolutely love what they're doing behind the mm-hmm. scenes and doing stuff. And when we did Beauty and the Beast, yes. oh, we yeah. had a student. She was a freshman technician. And uh, they were up on the top of the castle, and they were doing that scene where she's reading to him. And the Beast mic goes out. And his uh, back is turned to the audience. Yeah, his back's turned. And so we had a student that was able to climb all the way up the back of the castle, creep along where no one could see her enough to change out his microphone so that by the time he started singing, he had a mic that was working. And I was like, y'all are amazing. Like, I, Mm -hmm. I I don't even know how you did that. I don't. I don't care. It was just yeah. amazing. And I think that's the, the one of the most amazing things is because no one sees all the things that are going on behind the curtain when a show is going on because constantly they're having to change out microphones or, you know, a shoe breaks or a, co- or a zipper breaks and they're having to all of a sudden, you know, change out a costume real fast or... Or, you know, we've, we, we've had so many kids that have been sick and literally they have to go off the side of the stage and unfortunately throw up and then they come back on and you know no one no one ever knows it because we train our kids to be as professional as they can be because we want them to be ready for that career in college and once college ends and things happen i mean they uh, they always say if if it's possible and in live theater it definitely is yeah absolutely okay all right we need to break away for just a second when we come back we're going to hear about what's down the road for the craigs and the future of the theater at the colony so we'll be right back after this message from boe texas Hello, this is Sean and Marcus with Bank of England Mortgage for your LISD podcast series. That's right. Hey, we want to reach out to our LISD family because we are actually LISD family as well. Sean and I graduated from Marcus High School back in 97. That's right. And don't get it confused. Marcus Lepp actually graduated from Marcus High School. So even more of a tie. We're both alumni. We're here to give back. We are here to give back. Give to you. Teach you how to buy a house. That's right. We have tons of programs. We're licensed nationwide. Down payment assistance. Anything you're looking for, whether it's looking to purchase, buy, or just get some more info, guys, come check us out. Maybe refinance, get some cash out. That's right. Equity is going up these days. Come ask us. Everything's free to you guys. Check us out online. It's boetexas.com slash LISD. Talk to you soon. boetexas.com slash LISD. All right, welcome back. We are with the Craigs. I always said you guys are the hardest working people in show business. <laughs> and uh, okay, so what's um, what's the remainder of the year look like for uh, for the city? Uh, not the uh, city, but the theater, the colony. Very busy right now. This is our this is our contest season, and so we uh, actually started uh, the day after our Christmas show ended in December, and started working on our one night play for the year. And uh, so we we just finished blocking the show and now we're starting to work on it. So we'll um, go to contest the end of February and hopefully we will still be involved in one act all the way through May. So it's our it's I kind of say it's our easier time because we're only we're not doing a full blown musical. We're only working on a, a 40 minute show. But it's probably one of the most stressful times of our life as well. And, and Rhonda said this morning uh, we were talking about something, and uh, she said even after all these years, I still get nervous during during this time period. Right. So right. 
And one of the things that we do differently is we spend several weeks in table work before we even start working the show yeah. so before the blocking starts before anything um we that's what we started right after the christmas show so the kids were doing research we were doing script analysis character analysis and dialect, and work. dialect work and all, all of those kinds of things so the kids have been working on the show very very hard for a while so are there plans in place and that you're already working on shows for next school year for for 23 24 we try not to we really uh you know, during the fall, we it, we operate almost like a repertory theater because we have one show. While one show is going up, the other one has already been in production. And so uh, we operate that way. But mm-hmm. now that it's during one-act play season, we want the kids to focus on just the matter at hand, um, especially during competition season. The, I don't know if it's the kids, but certainly the parents have a tendency to want to think about, you know, down the road. And mm-hmm. we say, you know, it's one contest at a time, one performance at a time. So we're just going to worry about this right now. Yeah, we'll answer questions about all those contests right now Yeah, before everything starts. But once it starts, there's no questions about what happens after this contest. Well, we talked about the culture mm-hmm. earlier and, you know. Like it or not, you guys have created a culture there, right? Mm-hmm. And it's an awesome winning culture and a successful culture there. So where do you, where do you see this thing going? What, where, <laughs> what does the theater at the Colony look look like in three years or five there's years? There's a lot even? of pressure. Yeah. It, I mean, it really say. is. And, it, and it's, you know, we've been doing this for uh, – I've been doing it for 27 years. Rhonda's been doing it for, for, for 25. And so that there's a lot of years – that you know we never want to settle we're always trying to top ourselves and and what can we do differently or how can we make this show better than than the last and and that's what our audiences have have come to expect and so so there is a lot of pressure thankfully we we have a lot of incredible incredible kids that have you know that we have now and that we've had and so i think the legacy that they have created and and passed down that just kind of creates that fire and the, the kids we have right now to want to continue in their footsteps and, and, and shine even brighter. And that culture that's been created about picking something with a message mm-hmm. and and making an impact on the audience, that that is in those students. Like they, they firmly believe that. And so um, – when we look at shows, they they are their desire is not for a show that will show off their voices or or their acting or whatever. Their desire is that we continue to do shows that make a difference. Mm-hmm. It's got to be bittersweet for you guys too, I, I guess. When you see kids graduate, oh, it's hard, right? I mean, yeah, you've worked with they're, them all they're these part of years. Our family, but then know? on the good side is you got a whole new new batch coming in. Yeah, well, that, and not and, only and that, with that culture there, they yeah. just they're just they just stay good all the time. Right, yeah. they do, and then. And then our family just keeps growing because we well, don't just because they go, yeah. they go away to school or, or continue in their career. But we still stay in touch with them. We still follow behind them. And, and so we yeah. have we have two of our ex students right now that we have dinner with every week. At, we, we, we try to, you know, and it's just it's 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 such great fun to see them as adults now, you know, and with families and, and being a part of that and, and weddings and and just being a part of their lives. You know, it's it's unbelievable. Well, I know the it I, I guess one thing, too, is. Um, oh, I know. Before I before I say that, I want to I want to ask you about advice for other actors. So for. Um, for other students out there, for younger kids, I know that uh, some of them may be in middle school or, mm-hmm. or you know, I, what, 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 what advice do you guys give 
um, talent out there these days to to really uh, encourage them to get involved in programs such as yours? Well, one of the things that we've noticed is that our kids are successful in other endeavors with the skill set that they're getting on stage. Um, I, we were just thinking recently about how many of our kids that are specializing in marketing and PR because they have learned how to market in the theater. And that's just one example. So Our, our kids are who all are lawyers, you yes. know, because they get the speaking skills or, and we have doctors and 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 all that kind of so, stuff. So, I mean, don't be hesitant about getting in because you don't want a career in theater. Yes. Um go ahead and pursue it because of all of the of the problem solving and the uh, all of the all of the skill sets that you learn from it and um certainly working with the team and an ensemble and things like that. But um and then understand that it's not that simple if you if you want to be successful at this it does take a very strong work ethic (laughs) and you have to be invested in it and you have to have that desire to continuously learn and uh, you know yesterday we were in a rehearsal and we spent over an hour on maybe three lines of the show and those actors we kept saying okay new choice give us a new choice and they had this we always say that they have this this uh, suitcase full of all of the tools that they've been taught, and they just have to come out with a new tool, a new tool, and um, get those, and so that they are able to um, to always, you know, make it better and things like that. So you can't do that if you're if you want the easy way out. You cannot be successful. You have to give it everything. Yeah, and I think to to be authentic to yourself, right. you know, and and but also you have to have a passion. You know, you have to have a passion for this because it's it's not always easy. Um, but but we've been very blessed with the kids who have come in and and out of our lives through, through this program. We're very we're very blessed, and they've they made us better people. Mm-hmm. Well, I know that you guys have done this for a long time, we have. obviously, and uh, eventually. You guys <laughs> will probably have to go do something else. I think everybody understands that. But, right. uh, but you know, regardless, I think with what the accomplishments and the culture that you guys have, the, 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 the success that you've had and the culture that you have built is, is got to make it a little easier on you when you think in that, in that process, right? Yeah, that, oh, uh, absolutely. Whatever, we're, we're, whatever happens down the road. We're, but, we're very but, proud of it. And we couldn't have even imagined, you know, as we sit on that stage 10 years ago, and Rhonda looked at me and said, imagine the possibilities. This was not even, e- even on our radar that all of this could have happened in, in 10 short years. But it's just like your own children. You know, you, you raise them up and what your desire for them is that they'll continue to be successful mm-hmm. even after they leave the nest. And so um, whatever that nest may be, we just know that the kids have those right tools and have that that passion that we've talked about and and have the ability to be successful. And, and the thing is, we also tell our kids just because you're graduating does not mean that we're not going to stop teaching you. Right. You know, and so we'll still you know, I'm still around to offer advice and they'll still get a text message from me or a phone call or whatever and we're still we're still teaching we're still a part of their lives even if we had them 20 years ago you know so how does it feel now you you told me earlier what what that feeling was like when you walked out on the stage and didn't know if anybody was (laughs) going to show up and it was at the very beginning how does it feel now when Mm. you walk out there now like you did at at christmas at the Mm -hmm. christmas show and you see i mean almost every performance was sold out and 
what is what is that feeling like now? It, it, because you guys did it. I yeah. mean, that we're, was we're your pretty baby. emotional. You did about, it. Certainly about that show, but all of them really. But that show, um, we see so many alum that come back and are a part of that. It is so fulfilling, and um, every single performance is like a family reunion. You know, you just want to share in it with all your family. But I mean, at some point, you just got to look back and you go, okay okay all of it paid off and and we've worked hard and and you know so we just what we don't want to do is concentrate on the work at hand we without appreciating all that has been has been done yeah i I think it kind of brought it all kind of full circle this year is um there was a little boy in middle school i guess Mm -hmm. and seventh grade and you know he he's watched it from afar for so long and he he, his mom introduced um, him to Rhonda, I guess, at one of the shows, and he goes, I, I just can't wait. Every day, I, I, I just can't wait. I can't wait to be a part of it. I, I want to be that kid up there. And now he was pointing to our one of our juniors, Andy Motes, right now, and he goes, I, I want to be that kid in that giant rocking chair You know, when I g- get there. So, so we see the little sparks that are being, or the little seeds, I guess, that are being planted. And uh, that's what makes it all worthwhile is when you give, because I remember I was that kid, you know, in, in elementary and going to see my first play and going, I, I want to do that one day. So I don't think our kids, I, I think our kids maybe do realize the impact that they have on the audience and on those middle school kids and on those elementary kids. And they have to take it seriously, too. And, you know, we do a lot of, of music. We try to do a musical every year that's appealing to just for children Mm -hmm. and with that comes a lot of responsibility we tell them to whom much is given much is required and so it's not enough for them to be on that stage performing they represent theater at the colony and they represent things when they're out in public Mm -hmm. when they're at restaurants when they're sitting in a classroom all of those things and um, they're associated with those those princesses or those princes you know and so it's a big responsibility so be the person that those kids will want to relate to. Be the person that those kids strive to be. Yeah. Well, I tell you, on behalf of, uh, I think I'm speaking on, I am speaking on behalf of all of us at LISD, we thank you. We thank you mm-hmm. so much for everything that you've done. Thank you. We thank, thank you, you for, uh, from the, the, the school perspective and, and the entire community, the, the joy that you have brought so many people in the community is just absolutely thank amazing. You. So thank I think you. everybody thanks you for that uh, so much we really appreciate it and thank you for coming today yeah absolutely i know you guys fun. have yeah, a, a difficult schedule so we really appreciate yeah, it it's and, kind and of I, fun I, going I, down I, memory lane so i that know was, people that was cool. will watch this and go i did not know that i did not know that so thanks again for yeah coming. absolutely and thanks everybody for joining us today and remember this is an entire student crew that we have here and i'd like to thank them so until next time on behalf of all of us at lisd go out and make it a great day